0: what is bitcoin bitcoin is the first decentralized digital currency bitcoins are digital coins you can send through the internet compared to other alternatives bitcoins have a number of advantages bitcoins are transferred directly from person to person via the net without going through a bank or clearinghouse this means that the fees are much lower you can use them in every country your account cannot be frozen and there are no prerequisites or arbitrary limits let's look at how it works Bitcoins are generated all over the internet by anybody running a free application called a Bitcoin miner. Mining requires a certain amount of work for each block of coins. This amount is automatically adjusted by the network such that Bitcoins are always created at a predictable and limited rate. Your Bitcoins are stored in your digital wallet, which might look familiar if you use online banking. When you transfer Bitcoins, an electronic signature is added. After a few minutes, the transaction is verified by a miner and permanently and anonymously stored in the network. The Bitcoin software is completely open source and anybody can review the code. Bitcoin is changing finance the same way the web changed publishing. When everyone has access to a global market, great ideas flourish. Let's look at some examples of how Bitcoins are already used today. You can purchase video games, gifts, books, servers, and alpaca socks. Several currency exchanges exist where you can trade your bitcoins for dollars, euros, and more.
1: You know, one of the one of the other key examples is uh, elections, fraud-proof elections, because everyone has a copy of uh, of the record.
2: Okay, guys, welcome back to this week's Grey America show. We're going to be chatting with uh, Jim Vandeventer a little bit later uh, about bitcoins. Mining bitcoins. Mining bitcoins. RPJ joins us for that one. Thank God. Thank God. Who's your God? Godza. Uh, Godza. Uh, thank Gods. Yeah, I didn't catch the S on the end. And of course, we're going to have our Money Bomb winner, Justin, and our newsletter um, editor. Chief, and uh, we're going to talk to Pat O about his movie a little bit later, but uh, first, as always, the Grim, Ramblin' Graham Dunlop,
3: (laughs) the Grim, hey guys, good to see you, happy to be here,
2: how's it going Ramblin' Graham,
3: it's going okay, just doing a little, getting over my bronchitis, so you might hear some coughs and a little bit of a weird voice, so if you don't want to hear these lazy ramblings just fast forward to the interview.
2: The interview starts at 27:32.
3: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have to apologize to uh the spam people. Um spam people. Yeah, cuz I feel bad. Like the spam is actually pretty good and I we were kind of making fun of it for a while and I think it's actually kind of healthy. There's not much really there's not much garbage in it, I don't think. Pretty I think it's pretty clean.
2: The ingredients do seem pretty legit.
3: Yeah, I mean and it was actually pretty good. I had it with French toast and pancakes. Oh nice. is it? And just in a frying pan like you suggested. So oh, that's really it was delicious. delicious. It was actually pretty good. You a
2: little salty. Oh, you salty. I wonder there's gotta be like a, there's you gotta pair it with certain things and you can cut through that saltiness.
3: Yeah, that's why I used syrup on my pancakes and sweet and salty? Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's that's the trick. So that was your high school nickname. Um.
3: <laughs> it was green eggs and gray ham, really.
2: So what did you find on that website?
3: <laughs> so so Justin oh, yeah, and I were Justin. talking okay. about spam because he's got a bunch of, he's, he's listened to a podcast about spam.
2: Really? Yeah. Is it, is it sponsored by spam?
3: No, I don't think so. No. It's not like a native advertisement. I guess that's
2: the closest thing we have to a Sponsor.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> so uh, this all came about because Darren's asking people to spam me, which is Spamgram. So just so people that are new to listening, they understand why we're talking about spam. It's a bit of a on meme. About... So Justin says he goes to the, the the website that has the podcast about spam and he says they've got Moai. Is that what they're called? No.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Are they? Yeah. Moai from Easter Island with headphones yeah. on. They stole our oh. shtick. They must oh, have kidney? known about that. What? You what's, don't know?
2: What's the URL?
3: It's mistinhistory.com.
2: Mistin? M-I-S-S-E-D? Mist. Yeah. Yep.
3: Keep talking. Uh, so so tell us, Justin, about, about spam.
4: Uh, it actually has a very long history, and it's very, very interesting. Sure uh, you know it? No, not not in the least. Uh, very, very little bit. That's why I was uh, checking the website out uh, just to kind of refresh myself. And that's when I came across the stolen imagery, the iconic, uh, <laughs> the icons of Grimerica on this website. And it's funny because right underneath it it says, listen to the podcast now.
3: I'm going to email that to Red Pill Junkie and say that's where you got your... You should. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's actually, yeah, the history of spam. It just, not like I sought out this podcast. It, it's a podcast I listen to, it's Missing History. And, uh, yeah, that showed up in my feed, and I thought it was, uh, rather fitting for, uh, spamming his
2: culinary adventures with it. Who's uh, who? Who ripped off who, I wonder.
4: Yeah, I don't don't know how long that's been up there, but, like, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like there's, like, a spam pie of some sort. It doesn't look that appetizing, actually.
2: I'm not seeing fuck all about spam here.
4: Well, like, uh, I went up in the search bar
2: and typed in spam. Oh, I'm on mistinhistory.com.
4: Well, yeah, in the mistinhistory site, go to the search bar (laughs) and type in spam, and then it'll take you to that. That episode of the I was talking about. Ooh, spam. Yeah. There you go. You found it.
3: A culinary history.
2: I want. Uh, you want
3: recipes? Well,
2: we can't just play someone else's podcast on the podcast. Can we?
3: Well, you could, but you don't want. I mean, do you need to do that? That's just more rambling. Yeah.
2: <laughs> rambling within rambling. <laughs>
3: That's right. <laughs> Multiple
2: <laughs> layers of lazy of rambling. <laughs> What's that one where they go into the fucking dream world? Inception. Inception. Yeah. It's spamception Inception of rambling spamception. Yeah. Well, send in your spam recipes. Didn't you get a couple spam recipes? Well, We should have
3: a I already talked about the other one
2: that I got. So people should send you more. Sure. Spam. Spam.
3: Anyways, I apologize to the makers of spam.
2: You do a public apology. <laughs>
3: yeah. That's which is which good. is Hormel. So. No, oh, is it? Which is yeah. owned by which is owned by like probably one of the big it's, f- one of the five main food
4: companies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's owned by Hormel, and I think it's that uh, that they're their own uh, wow entity. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Well, I think Spam's like what put them over, you know, like being able to self-sustain themselves. Yeah,
2: is it cheap?
4: Um, no, like not not like a can. Like here is like. Five fifty U.S. What? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty expensive. I don't know how many ounces a can. I think it's like, uh, uh I have no idea. I think it's seven. like twelve or sixteen. Seven. Uh, it could be
2: seven. It could be. I wonder how much it is at Walmart here. Twelve o- a twelve-ouncer. or Three bucks Hormel. That looks like the same size can. Three forty. How big's yours? No,
3: it's seven ounces. I said. Yeah. How many grams? Well, it's seven ounces.
2: What the fuck? How many grams?
3: How many, How many grams, Graham? Of... Why would it say grams if it's America? Oh, yeah, that sounds Oh, it does say it. <laughs> <laughs> 198, I think. I need a magnifying glass.
2: Oh, so this is fucking double that. Yeah. Almost double that yeah. for three bucks. Yeah. And this is Walmart, Canada. Yeah. So I'm going to fucking load up on this shit. This shit, how long is it good for? Like four years? I'll bury some in the yard. It's indefinite. Just in case.
3: Get it with your seeds.
4: No, no. No fucking seeds. Spam has a 30-year shelf life. Does it? No, I'm making that 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 up. Don't trust me on that. I don't want you want to get sick at food poisoning from eating 30-year-old Spam and play Black America. You could I'd
2: probably even get a deal if you bought like a fucking 53-foot trailer full of it. <laughs> this I'm trailer. sure. Just up to my cottage in the country, man. A couple of sea cans full of that shit. You're good to go. There's probably a couple game. price breaks in there. Fucking shoot some deer and shit. Spam, just in case. That's your backup. So you don't have to hunt every day. I don't have to be super violent. What would you, I guess you, what would you do if you lived in the woods, girl? Would you eat the deers and shit?
3: I'd learn to eat berries and grass.
2: Seriously? Cut out the meat?
3: Uh, probably. Yeah.
2: Do you prefer to get your meat from a fucking factory farming system than out <laughs> hunting in the wild?
3: I don't eat a lot of meat, really.
2: Do do do. That takes us back to the Mike Cock days. <laughs> um, anyway, Mike. Hawk. Speak, speaking of spam, <laughs> do you have any spam?
3: Uh, yeah. Well, I got some feedback that you sent me. I, I was gonna. I mention. sent you.
2: Yeah. Uh, was it positive? Was that positive feedbacker?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Love what you love what you two are doing with the podcast. Just want to let you know I enjoy the guests, enjoy the content, and you guys make it seem like everyone could make a decent podcast if they try hard enough. I'm going to be starting my own show pretty soon. Keep up the great work. Oh, and by the way, definitely get those two on in the future if you can. He's talking about a couple uh, a couple guests, James Swagger and somebody else. They're awesome. So I don't know how to take that, actually. Yeah, that's from uh, Uro Bowman 5.
2: Uro Bowman?
3: Yeah. So he says, uh, he says he enjoys the content and the guests, but We make it seem like anybody can start up their own podcast.
2: Anybody can? Yeah. (laughs) If we can do it, fucking anybody can do it.
3: So thanks for the
2: feedback. uh, Yes, I actually got, we've been getting quite, he came from from the YouTubes. A lot of people have been coming from the YouTubes. Oh yeah, I got this one. So on the idea, I, I can't remember. This must be from the Rick Strassman episode. On the idea of things happening and experts never seeing it, I have something to share. Chris Hedges, an amazing journalist with a background in theology, tells a story of the Berlin Wall. He was sitting in a meeting with the heads of the groups in Germany trying to take down the wall. During that very meeting, reports came in that the wall began to come down. Not a single member of any group was aware it was going to happen. Moments in history happen exactly when they are supposed to happen, not due to careful planning of leaders, but spontaneous positive action from citizens.
3: Wow. That's pretty cool. Where'd you get that from? That's from one of our YouTubers? That's a comment, yeah.
2: That's a comment on, uh, oh wait, that's a comment on the Philip Metzger episode, I think. That's the only Philip we've ever interviewed, I think, right? Philip Metzger,
3: Philip Camella, no it. Philip Camella, um, collapse of materialism. It's probably from that one. That oh. seems more more suited to uh, spontaneous human oh, yeah, intervention right. as yeah, opposed right. to like
5: yeah.
3: mining If I flip my phone on my
2: side, it finishes the last name. It's Philip, Philip Camella. Anyway, congrats to Justin winning the money bomb. Woohoo! I wonder if people think. Fuck. Hopefully, people don't think we set it up.
3: That doesn't matter. What people think, they have to trust yeah, us. Right? That's true. I pulled it out or my girlfriend pulled it out. Yeah. You
5: gotta be tell a your tell to, your
3: you girlfriend I said way thanks.
5: To
3: say that. <laughs> <laughs> pulled out of the hat.
2: Yeah, well it ended up right back in the pot anyway, so big thanks to Justin on that.
3: Yeah, thanks, Justin. Appreciate yeah,
4: it. Yeah, that that should uh, get us going for this month, huh?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure where we we're like I say, uh, the subscribers have been picking up, so it's good the it seems like the you know, with enough time and effort, the value-for-value uh, the value model can really, you know, that's all you really need. So um, we got rid of our Amazon portals and all that shit, and we'll just go straight up on uh, our system, I suppose.
3: I think we should uh, talk about the money mom a bit here. Since, money mom? Yeah, money mom a bit since... Uh, just for people that aren't sure about it, right? This is a way that we're trying to raise money to help our expenses in the show here, right? Because it's free... All the content is free. There's no ads, no sponsorship really, except for spam and maybe inner traditions.
2: Maybe spam will fucking send us Kate Spam for free. <laughs> we, like We talk about this all the
3: time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I we even have a jingle. Yeah, you should email spam. So, anyways, we uh, we gift back 50% of our donations, hopefully every month, as long as it's like a minimum of 100 bucks. Uh, we call it our 50 50 money bomb. So uh, it's, it's getting up there. Justin, how much did you. Uh, you win last time? Go.
4: Oh, I think it got like 131 yeah, that's US. Pretty, that's not
3: That's not bad.
2: Or maybe it was pretty Canadian. Good. I don't remember. Yeah. The exchange is rough. Actually, yeah. I think we're... It is done. rough. Now would be the time to win.
3: So anyways, Justin was a gentleman and he uh he put it back into the money bomb so we should be having another one this month
2: yeah which is what two weeks two weeks left to jump in
3: yeah you can do that many ways go to grandamerica.ca slash money bomb you can donate any amount you can also sign up for five bucks a month for a grandamerica email address
2: well supplies last
3: well (laughs) supplies last
2: so hammer that done, yeah the subscribers have uh, been picking up so let's uh keep that going hopefully and, uh, yeah, boom, boom, boom. And uh, check out the newsletter produced by Justin dot America.ca slash news. Those have been looking good. Sign up your friends. Sign up your friends. This you is already, how you get them into yeah, the podcast. You it. don't
3: even have to tell them about it. Just sign them exactly. up for the newsletter.
2: You're like, fuck it. I'm done. I don't, even if you're just, you don't want to have the awkward conversation, but you know their email address. <laughs> America.ca slash news. Punch in their email. Boom. They're going to hear about the show. They're going to he- Basically they're gonna know what the fuck we're up to. You don't have to say nothing. Yeah. It's not five. I, will make sure I
5: is...
3: So um So speaking of that, uh Justin, um what was I gonna ask you? Did you, you noticed uh how we spell uh Sasquatch in the prairies?
2: Oh, uh, on your uh, on the back of your shirt? We, who lives in we don't live in the prairies.
3: <laughs> uh well, we, we're close to the prairies. I'm talking about the Sasquatch that hangs around Saskatchewan, right? Oh, okay. We China. know what? that makes more sense. I, I had never seen it
4: spelt that way in, like, it's all of my reading.
2: bullshit. He just spelt it wrong.
4: I think that's... I think that's went down. I wasn't going to call you out on it on air, but... That's okay. But it's, it's out there fun. now. I'm it's glad to see... Now.
3: I knew about it from my mom and my sister and my girlfriend. They noticed it and it turned into this big inside joke because my girlfriend's from Saskatchewan, right? Yeah. And uh, Sask, right? So. Yeah. So I was waiting to see what who would discover it. Like first, what and was it
2: like when you first noticed it? Were you like, they,
3: they were? I was just like, what? And they, and they were all laughing at me. It was a big joke. and, and have 50
2: t-shirts.
3: <laughs> and then uh, I'm glad that Justin, the, the Bigfoot guy himself, uh found it yeah
4: that's right
2: you're a resident yeah. bigfoot expert
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah never
4: thought i'd be called that but right on i'll take it yeah
2: nobody ever yeah nobody else has called us on it yet. Yeah. no well, they will if now a
3: junkie would have noticed for sure
2: i guess nobody yeah. can see the back of it What? right yeah nobody can see the back of it and usually we're one you know what i mean people that are into the paranormal are kind of you know, they're not really hanging out together usually or usually maybe they don't live close together you know what i mean <laughs> most of your buddies probably aren't into the paranormal so you never see your back so nobody that gives a fuck about sasquatch ever sees the back of your shirt <laughs> except, Justin. except for me how'd you see the back oh you just seen it, the picture we got to take yeah it was on twitter down. yeah if we take those pictures on, um, down yeah it was on the tweeters now everybody knows. Now the shirts have been getting fucking coming back in the mail.
4: I think you got like 17.3 thousand followers on Twitter, so every single one of them saw it.
2: That's uh, spelled wrong. The world knows. Everybody knows by now.
3: Don't you have some negative feedback for us, Darren?
2: Don't I? Not handy. Well, really? It's on my laptop. It basically amounted to you being a rambling lazy <laughs> rambler. Yeah. Lazy rambling, lazy rambler. Well, you and me together, I suppose.
3: No, but seriously, if you don't want to hear our lazy ramblings, you can always just fast forward to the interview because we actually have some intelligent conversations there.
2: Yeah, this, that I is used true. Because
3: I used to like listening to intros and on some shows, and some shows I just like to listen to the interview. So, you know, most of, most of the formats here you can fast forward, right? Yes. Okay,
2: good. Or you can put it on double speed. Blah, 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 blah.
3: Yeah, you can do that, too. Then it's not so lazy.
2: Exactly. <laughs> We're like, you can't even keep up with us. Perfect. <laughs> Problem solved. Um. So, hey, I should... Uh, you guys, what do you got? Something to talk about? Oh, you know what I'll do? Okay. I'll fucking uh, hammer this shit down. <laughs> UFO
5: quote of the week. <laughs> All right, time for
3: Graham's profound UFO quote of the week. Skeptics who flatly deny the existence of any unexplained phenomena in the name of rationalism are among the primary contributors to the rejection of science by the public. People are not stupid and they know very well when they have seen something out of the ordinary. When a so-called expert tells them the object must have been the moon or a mirage, he is really teaching the public that science is impotent or unwilling to pursue 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 the study of the unknown
2: what does it say
3: pursue yeah the study of the unknown that's dr jacques valet astrophysicist
2: Ooh, a valet -er. yeah that was a getter
3: yeah that's a good one
2: i'm trying to sneak out any extra ones this
3: week uh no
2: synchronicities you need crushed
3: uh (laughs) (laughs) no i don't have any synchronicities i need crushed hey i got one
4: all right oh yeah, so I was talking about oh, with my friends about spam, and I go to this website, and they have this Moai with headphones on it, <laughs> and it's crazy because these guys have a podcast where their logo is a Moai with headphones on it. I what do you that's rate that more
2: plagiarism? Then synchronicity. No, it's a I Think
3: it's a synchronicity? Yeah, totally. Totally. I, he was I talking still was right now, and he he went. There that's was true. First time oh, that was the
2: first time you seen that. Yeah, yeah. it's the
3: first time I even went to that site. Yeah. yeah, and we were talking about spam before you came
2: down after you Googled spam. No. Yeah, no, not fucking you, Justin.
4: No, I didn't Google spam. I went
2: to oh, that how
4: website because well, I have website. them. I, I typed it in. I knew that their website was a uh, missing dot com because I listened to their podcast weekly. And so I went to missing dot com and there it was. Now, regardless of what point score you give me, it has to have a point because it's dealing with the show.
2: Dealing with the show whilst
4: whilst on the show. Ooh, yeah, that's that's Spamception right there. Wow. It's a five. I'll take it. It's better than my
2: last score of like two. Wow. Wow.
3: He's hard on us grand-Americans.
2: That five is generous. We're here to take it.
3: We're here to take
4: it, though. We can. That's why. That happened.
3: What was that?
2: That was a low.
3: So is there any other strange uh, stories or events you want to talk about, Justin? Um, Let's see. I am, I believe, the very
4: first double money bomb winner. Because I won the one from THC and the Grimerica money bomb. Yes. Oh, my God.
5: You're coming out
2: on top for podcasts. Right. It pays to listen to podcasts.
3: Yeah. And it pays to help them out and do newsletters and stuff like that. Yeah,
4: I hope you guys are liking the newsletters. I want to thank RPJ for the artwork.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. And yet another artwork from RPJ. Yeah. Yeah, it turned Uh, out pretty nice. No, the newsletters have been looking great. Uh, Like I say, I encourage people to sign up their friends. Um, Yeah, I think
4: I got like 34 subscribers now.
2: If You've already reviewed the show and you've already subscribed to the show. That's enough. Sign up five friends. Sign Sign up your whole email list. Yeah, we don't care. We won't uh, hold it against you. I'm going <laughs> to splice in Pat O here, too, because we did want to talk about, what was that? Uh, yeah, let's do the, it. The Jungle. Jungle 299. Or... Uh, welcome to the show. We're here with uh, Darren Graham, and we got Justin here, our Money Bomb winner and newsletter subscriber. I think you guys are pretty well acquainted through the website, though, anyway.
3: Totally. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's nice when two of our bloggers get to finally kind of chat.
6: Yeah, well we've been Facebook friends for a little bit, so, so we're we've been right at right. each
3: other. Oh yeah, cool. Go on. <laughs>
6: Definitely. What's up guys? How's the show going tonight?
3: Uh it's going okay. Yeah. Cool.
2: Graham's still sick.
6: Yeah. Well it's the season for that.
2: I think he's balking it. So yeah, <laughs> I guess this is your first time here, so thanks for uh, for all the great blogs you've been writing. Uh people seem to be eating that shit up.
6: Oh, dude, the, the honor's mine. I mean, it's uh, it's nice having an outlet for that stuff. and uh, Yeah, totally.
3: Yeah, and we wanted to to make sure you get a chance to plug your uh, your show there, the Jungle 2099.
6: Yeah, uh, you know, we, we reached the Kickstarter goal. Uh, we actually went over it, which is awesome. So um, finished the first draft of the script and sent that out to some people. And uh, hopefully I'm going to get the second draft done by the end of the year and then get that copyrighted and sent off to the uh, Writers Guild and then uh, start working on it, start doing the production stuff. So, yeah. yeah hopefully. Nice. Well, we're, we're planning to shoot in the spring and then um, do it like pretty much in the course of a week and then turn around and edit it over the summer and hopefully get it out in some form by the fall uh at least screen some festivals get in some festivals and kind of do that thing and then depending on what kind of reception it gets um you know i'm, I'm it's more than a possibility that i'll do the dvds and that kind of distribution stuff myself uh, i love to do netflix and video on demand but um i guess we'll have to wait and see so
3: huh. can you tell us a bit a bit about it uh, i mean we've talked about it on the show a little bit but Does it come from a does it come from a personal interest of yours about uh, the way we the way we eat meat?
6: Yeah, you know, um, I was I I actually was a coast to coast did a a show about the ag -ag laws, which are laws that um, certain states are trying to pass around the Midwest, pretty much prohibiting animal rights activists and journalists even from going undercover and getting jobs at these meat processing plants and slaughterhouses and documenting what goes on inside. Uh, they're trying to make that, I mean, it should be like freedom of press. I mean, it's, you should be going in and be able to write about that stuff. But they're, they're kind of trying to put it underneath the umbrella of corporate espionage. And, and really, basically, what it is, is...
3: Oh, well, apparently, they don't want you to talk about it.
2: That's, that's a fucking... That one's off the, uh... That was a buzzword. I Whoa, what wonder what the sure. word
6: was.
3: Corporate espionage, maybe. Yeah,
6: yeah. That, that's that's what they're using.
3: Oh, you're you're breaking up here. Uh, we we missed the, uh, we missed the uh, we missed you from, basically what it corporate was espionage. was yeah right after the corporate espionage thing.
6: Ah, uh, okay. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of where the ag laws come in. Is is the states trying to step in and prevent. Uh, the public from knowing what goes on in these slaughterhouses. That's that's where the corporate... They're they're doing it underneath the guise of corporate espionage. That's how they're trying to prevent the public from knowing. So the the basic idea for the film was to show that stuff, but to do it kind of in a stylized manner with humans being treated the same way that animals are. Um, And as Darren himself said, it's going to be a fucking gore fest. Uh, (laughs) There's really no way to do it without having it be and generally i'm opposed to the whole torture porn genre of horror um it, it's definitely not my thing but i think that there's no way you could tell the story and not have it be just the bloodiest fucking thing you've ever seen and to know that there's there's what's behind it you know what i mean that this is actually what these animals are going through yeah yeah wow. I think it's it's gonna give some weight to it, man. I, I I people were jazzed about it. I mean, I got you know I had a lot of like Justin kicked in and he's he was awesome for that, and a lot of my friends and family and shit like that. But there was a lot of people like, I didn't even know, you know what I mean? They just kind of caught wind of this through whatever. And we're really psyched up about it. And that kind of is the biggest kick in the ass in the world. You know, I mean, you could have a support system of friends and family, you know, that are always going to kind of be behind you and pat you on the head no matter what you do. But when it's complete strangers that got your back and are like, dude, you need to fucking do this. Like, this is going to be great. Um, I mean, that means the world to me. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot lot of people think it's a good idea and I'm excited to move forward with it. So just kind of taking it one step at a time. Maybe,
2: Maybe Graham can come down come down and be an extra and get like fucking chopped up or Like
4: i will pay for your ticket graham
6: <laughs> dude you are too old i actually got i got an email from one of the actors that was in uh that movie alive about the soccer team that crashed in the andes and
3: the each other
6: yeah. yeah yeah one of the actors from that movie emailed me and he's like hey i heard about your project I'm like here's my headshots i totally want to be in it and I was like, first of all, like, it was so fucking left field. Like, you know, it was, it was cool that he wrote me, but I'm like, no, it's, it's gotta be all, it's going to be like 18, 19 year olds. Like it's going to be younger people. Um, because that's how you're know, with. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the whole concept behind it is that it starts off with like this pod of, of, uh, individuals kind of living off the land and they're abducted by these, uh, by the, the people that run the slaughterhouse, the creatures that run the slaughterhouse. And, uh, yeah, they're all supposed to be young and <clears throat> kind of spent, you know, grew up out in uh, free range or whatever. And then uh, get put through the processes, so.
3: Oh, shit. So I'm too old for that shit? I look pretty young still.
6: <laughs> I, I, don't I mean, think. I could still get in. I don't maybe know. maybe we shave you, if we shave <laughs> you down a little bit, you know.
4: I think you could like have a scene where like the people who collect the the young people just like overlook, like they throw Graham back. Like, oh, this
3: <laughs> he's past his prime. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I'm the one that goes. Double- I'm the one that actually starts telling. Like, I'm the whistleblower. Like, <laughs> I just got fucking abducted, and you don't know what they're doing with these people. Nobody believes me. Kind of like here well, in well, America, well, really.
4: Right, Darren's what like, they- yeah, two point five.
6: One of the things we're doing, uh, at least in the first draft of the script, is there is no, there is like really no talking. There's no dialogue. Because if you think about it, if a group of humans grew up, spent 18 years the language develops over thousands and thousands of years. So if you have this little group of humans living sequestered from the rest of society, you know, you got you got about a dozen of them doing their own thing off in the woods they're not going to have really a language. They're also not going to have clothes either. So that, that's two of the things that I'm in, in the first draft that I put in there is there's not really a whole lot of dialogue and uh, everybody's topless at least. So we'll see if that makes it into the second draft or when we shoot it, you know, if uh, it turns out like that, but that's kind of the concept I have for it so far.
2: Huh. Do, do you do topless crap?
3: Yeah, I do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are do you, are you a vegetarian yourself or anything like that?
6: I, you know what I, I've had to become one because of this movie, because there's no way I could do it and not be cause everyone's going to ask me that fucking question. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, no, I've, uh, I've had to do away with it and it's going pretty good so far. You know, um, I'm not into it, just a lot of veggie burritos, a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not doing the vegan thing. If you follow, I mean, if you follow the philosophy all the way through, you almost got to be vegan. Because what, what what happens at the dairy farms aren't much better, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I think at least though, doing What
2: about what about if you uh, what if you just get your meat like, um, like I get say for example, get your meat from the farm, get your milk, your eggs local and stuff like that. I mean that's yeah, bit, we have a little better.
6: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to break down and start doing that just because I'm running out of shit to eat um there's a there's a bunch of or like whole foods i don't know if they have them up by you guys yeah. um there's there's places around here where you could get them. i mean it, that's it's i mean it's expensive but i mean it's pretty it, it's, it's kind of the cultural no. norm Oof, i couldn't even yeah. imagine
3: see i was it's a pesche- i was a pescheterian for a couple years what so the i fuck just
2: is that you want me to just breathe just, the sun
3: it's just eat fish oh, <laughs> my God. so fish and seafood oh. was okay and and uh and and it was during my dad uh, we were taking him to a Korean spiritual healer and and the Korean guy was like well you can eat fish but don't eat don't eat meat or or chicken or anything like that and his his whole theory which kind of rang true with me is is about the level of consciousness of like that the cows and the pigs and the chickens know they're gonna die but the fish weren't really yeah. at that level yet so the fish didn't really know what the fuck was going on so
6: yeah yeah it's okay,
2: okay to eat fish because yeah. they don't have any feelings exactly. that sucks i hate fish
6: (laughs) yeah i'm not i didn't want yeah i mean too i'm I'm not a big fish fan but i mean uh, it it may come to that point sooner rather than later so i could live off fish yeah good to go man
3: i was in vancouver at the time so the fish was great
4: yeah Yeah. we could all become breatharians
3: the thing is i think this is going to resonate with a lot of people because it's not only the animal cruelty part but also like people are saying about the environment. Like I remember reading once about uh, the amount of water we consume and apparently your household water, like your showers and your sink and all that c- crap is like 3% of the water you consume. Like the rest of it is from like meat eating and stuff like that. So I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. going astray. We
5: well, yeah, I mean, there's
2: just a- going to dam it up at the border and start selling it to the states
6: there's definitely tons of health benefits. And as far as like, you know, I think the, I think the culture is right for this kind of movie. I think it's a, it's a topic that is going to resonate with a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people out there that are very passionate about this cause and hopefully every single one of them buys a ticket to see it. You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm not saying that was my major motivation with tackling this. Cause I mean, I, I, I make lots of short films and, and do that stuff, but there's tons of ideas, but this is my first full length and kind of what made me pull the trigger on this one was just realizing like, you know, this is probably one of the better ideas that I have and it's kind of got a built-in audience, which is something that you kind of got to think about when you do stuff like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, 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 you, there's no way you would you would tackle like, take on just like climbing that mountain and making a film if you didn't think that people were going to dig it. If you didn't think that there was a very good possibility that, you know, outside your friends and family, people were going to want to sit down and watch it. Um, and I think that the concept behind this is enough is a is a it it's gonna it'll spark a lot of interest and hopefully uh you know give me the ability to make another one so
2: fuck yeah I look forward to fuck it fuck
6: yeah so. <laughs> thanks
2: guys well uh, yeah I suppose we can jump into a chat with the winter do you guys know uh, much about bitcoins
6: yeah I thought that whole thing was kind of uh, I thought they kind of did away with it I know it was, I know it was hot a couple months ago. But um, didn't China outlaw it? There was a c- couple places been trying to shut it down. The government tried to shut it down. Then the government seize a whole bunch of them or something.
3: Yeah, there was some controversy like that too. We we try and get into that with uh, Jim Van Deventer here. He's he's a Bitcoin miner. Contro- he's been into it for about a year and a half. So it's pretty Contro- interesting chat.
2: Controversy.
3: Con- what's that? What's oh. a controversy?
2: Controversy.
3: What's that? <laughs> that's what you say no what what, what is the country i don't know the, the, the china thing I or the Bitcoin said it thing? did i say it wrong yeah
4: didn't yeah they, so didn't anyways they it's uh
3: yeah so i think it's still going strong as far as like the miners are concerned and stuff and so i think these people think bitcoin's going to be around for a while at least in some form
6: you know the, the whole idea of an alternative currency like that's interesting but i can't imagine the the powers that be would ever let that thing fly too high you know what i mean like there's too much shit at stake and it's just i don't know i mean for online stuff like you know i guess i definitely i've noticed on a bunch of websites they accept bitcoins like i've started to see that pop up more and more but how big it'll take off or how much money there is to be made in it i don't know i I don't think it'll ever replace the dollar or anything no
2: it's impossible right then all of a sudden going to fucking i can't go to Australia anymore because my fucking shit Cuz all your shit tied up in the Bitcoin cuz I'm using for money is no fucking good there. They don't know what the, they don't care.
6: Mm. Yeah, I mean that that so
3: you oh, you breaking up again?
6: You have to thing has. Like really where is it going to go? Like where is this thing going to up Oh, sorry. Um no, I mean yeah, I just think with the Bitcoin you got to just look at like how far is it really going to go? How much is this shit really going to be worth, you know? So. Yeah. Look mm. forward to hearing the conversation.
3: Yeah, right on. Speaking of that, I just got an email about uh, a new documentary out called Jekyll Island, and it's the truth behind the Federal Reserve. Sounds like it's based on that, Jim
2: that book. Uh, Jim Rickards? Is it from Jim Rickards? No. Who's it from?
3: Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, from Ye-E-K-R-A. Yekra. Y E K R A. Oh, yeah. Fucking amount of spam on that. Yeah, that'll, lately. that'll be a good one. i So, yeah, anyways, uh, well, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on, guys thanks for having me yeah thanks appreciate it yeah and we'll have you on again Pat when it comes closer to, to doing that we'll plug it plug it again
6: <laughs> yeah totally after the first of the year I we're gonna do another another fundraising thing and uh, if anyone wants to get a hold of me uh, regards the movie if uh, you know just anything at all just shoot me an email I have one set up just for the movie it's the jungle 2099 at um, If if you feel passionate about it you know we, we always need people to help with promotion or uh, graphic design, just anything. You know what I mean? Like definitely uh get involved because we're starting out and uh we need all the hands we can get. So
3: Any any hot uh hot hotties eighteen nineteen that wanna go topless in a movie, just uh, email <laughs> the jungle. Get, covered,
6: get smeared with blood and shit and treated like cattle. So if that's <laughs> your thing, get a call. <laughs> uh,
4: if only I was a little bit younger. What kind of shit?
6: <laughs> I don't know. We'll probably just do like like chocolate pudding or something, but oh. Oh, you guys are welcome to stand around and watch if, if you want to come down when we're doing it. Alright. Yeah. might take. Up that. To that too. <laughs> Set up the <some laughs> bleacher seats.
3: <laughs> Sweet.
4: Can we call right. ourselves
2: producers? Fucking <laughs> A. <laughs> 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 sure. There,
6: there you
1: go.
2: <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, I hope uh, all the listeners enjoy our interview with Mr. Jim Deventer. Van Deventer. Van Deventer. Um, yeah, enjoy the chat. And we will pick you up at the end. Grand America tonight, we're going to be talking with Jim Van Deventer about uh, everything Bitcoin. Uh, We have uh, the one and only Red Pill Junkie joining us for this one, Uh, but first, how's it going tonight, buddy?
3: Hey, I'm I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing better and getting over my technical difficulties here today. Uh, Yeah, as, as Darren mentioned, we've got Jim Van Deventer with us. Now, Jim, he was a former film editor and he turned into a mobile app developer He's a gay rights activist, a Bitcoin and karaoke enthusiast. So, Jim, Jim, bit of his story: he happened upon Bitcoin in discussion early last year, and he was skeptical at first. But he built a miner and has been earning Bitcoins ever since. So, I kind of want to talk to him about that. We've wanted to have this Bitcoin episode for a while now, and when my buddy Mark said that we got to chat with Jim, I kind of jumped on it and said we should uh, we should get you know a friend of a friend on the show to talk about Bitcoin and uh, see how it goes. So. Uh welcome to Grime America, Jim, and of course Red Pill Junkie.
1: Glad to be here.
3: Right on, nice. man. So uh so I guess like tell us a bit about, about how you stumbled acro- across Bitcoin. I mean I heard about it uh years ago and I almost kind of invested in it, but I really never did the uh the proper investigation into kind of how it worked. So do you want to tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah. Um You know, I don't remember what the when exactly I heard about it. It was probably a few times hearing about it before I bothered to look it up Um, when I did. I mean, uh, it still looked kind of (laughs) sketchy and uh, even even now. uh, It still has a way of looking kind of sketchy, but um, I don't know, I figured. uh, well, let's let's see. Where do I begin? This is a big topic. But yeah, I, I decided to build a miner, um, which um, basically means I'm handling the financial transactions of the network. And I figured, you know, if Bitcoin collapses and goes away, I still have the money and the hardware. I can sell that and get most of my investment back.
3: Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. So, so a miner. So that means that you actually you build something that people... How does that work? People people do something on in the computer and it actually garners bitcoins? Uh,
1: well, what the miners on the network do is they collect transactions into a block and uh, they then cryptographically compete with each other to try and solve that block, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and when a miner does solve a block of transactions from the previous 10 minutes, uh, they are paid out a reward of so many bitcoins currently that's 25
3: 25 bitcoins
1: yes but wow. it's 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 pretty fierce competition
7: <laughs> oh okay yeah uh may I, may I ask what uh regulates the competition because um, right now i'm thinking uh what will prevent someone with a big uh like uh uh computer farms you know like maybe you know the guys in pixar you know when they are not rendering a big uh movie what would prevent them from using all their awesome uh, computer horsepower into mining bitcoins you know out of the wazoo uh
1: nothing there are huge farms of bitcoin miners currently um uh yeah there there's been a lot of discussion about that. I don't know how much you know of it uh mm. the talk of the the 51% attack, so to speak. Where if uh if someone has the majority hashing power of the network, they can um invalidate their old transactions, do a bit of a double spending. So so there there is that. That that does exist. Um if there is so much hashing power on the network, it's very unlikely that will happen. And it's not like it's something you can do anonymously. And there are still traditional, um, you'd be easily, easily found out. Right.
7: Okay. I don't know if you guys want to go, uh, maybe take it, step it, uh, step backward, you know, going, going first into the, the basics of what Bitcoin is, you know, maybe, uh, when did it start? Who or uh, who were the ones who uh, uh, started the the, the whole uh, movement? Uh, and there's been a lot of talk about the, the identity of the guy who allegedly was behind the the, the 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 original source code. Code the the guy by the name of uh, Nakamoto. That the the Newsweek's magazine allegedly, you know, uncover his identity, but. It has been it's been like largely uh, rejected, you know, by most of the people behind uh, Bitcoin, isn't it?
3: Yeah, Jim. Let's 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 do that. Let's start if you can if you can help us understand the history of it and all that because I'm a little bit unfamiliar with it too. Yeah. All
1: right. Um. So let's see. Uh. It began. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was 2009. Um. In a in a cryptography forum. Uh. This guy or woman or people under the name, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, uh, presented this idea of, uh, the, the decentralized network, uh, uh, the, this concept for a, a digital currency, uh, that was self-regulating. Uh, I, I don't know a lot of the details cause I only got into it last year, yeah. It mm-hmm. it sort of apparently snowballed from there. Um, there were shenanigans along the way. Uh, um, let's see what was the next point we were going to hit on.
3: Mm, well, uh, let's let's see. Let's start with like how how it uh, it actually works, right? Like how um, not the process necessarily, why worth but why? Money?
7: Yeah, why?
1: Why is exactly. it? Why is it worth money?
7: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Why is it that a bunch of um, computer algorithms algorithms that are processed in someone's computer suddenly you know all these people agree that (laughs) that is a worth a currency you know that can be exchanged and and traded for for commodities
1: um well i guess uh, basically because that's how much people are willing to pay for it and, and and is it
3: used as a new a new style? So it's not used like money traditionally, right? Because it's kind of trade. It's it's sort of trading goods and services, isn't it?
1: Uh, it can be used as money. Yes, it was designed to be uh, like cash. Huh. So um, yeah, I can uh, I can definitely be used as money. I, I buy things every now and then, but yeah, it's um, I'm also holding on to some just because um, I you know I think there's a good chance it has a future. Mm-hmm. And I, I I do like I I guess why it has value to me. I like the idea of uh, like a grassroots currency. Basically, it belongs to the people.
7: So. Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, uh, I've been getting about the whole uh, Bitcoin movement that seems to be uh, very appealing for people of a uh, uh, libertarian kind of. Uh, mindset you know the idea of people who don't want either the governments or you know banks or companies to have uh, their 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 eyes or their hands you know sticking in, in, inside their 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 accounts and, and and their whole well their business right so that seems to be one of the reasons why a lot of people have decided to move into this nascent Bitcoin economy, and of course, that also has the the, the downside of uh, well, at it, at uh, at least it seems that uh, people who are, are doing uh, shall we say Ill- illegal activities also decided to to make use of Bitcoin. Am I are we right or wrong in thinking that this?
1: Um, sorry, I'm not I'm not sure if I.
7: So the idea is uh, uh, there are a lot of people and a lot of reasons why Bitcoin will be appealing, right? Uh, Like you say, uh, you you yourself say that you like the idea of a grassroots type of economy. And I totally get it. You know, the idea that uh, people get empowered uh, and have a system of uh, economy that is like peer-to-peer and that... uh, neither governments or big corporations uh, uh, become uh, intermediaries, right?
1: Correct, yes.
7: Okay, but is there also the case that uh, people who want to conduct uh, illegal transactions also choose this sort of cryptocurrency in order to uh, live as as less... uh, I don't know, traces as possible.
1: Um, it isn't as anonymous as people tend to think it is. I don't think okay. it would be a good first choice for a legal activity, although it obviously has been used for that reason. Um, if you recall Silk Road, the um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it it has been, of course. Um it's a currency. But mm-hmm. uh it still seems like cash is going to to dominate that market for quite some time at least
3: mm-hmm. mm. that's interesting so can you tell us a bit about how the process works like you you you've got a miner that creates uh, an opportunity to get bitcoin so how does that work and then and then if i was to get bitcoins myself how would i go use those bitcoins
1: um all right well uh, if you were going to use bitcoins you would first need a wallet um they come in a lot of varieties you can have one installed on your computer you know mobile device there are uh web web versions that run in a browser um you have a lot of options there but you would need a wallet um you would need to get bitcoins into that wallet um in Canada, there there are a couple ways of doing that. Uh, Vault of Satoshi, for one thing, is a Canadian exchange. You can uh, link it to your bank account and uh, transfer money in. Um,
3: so you can actually buy them with cash then.
1: Yeah, So there's just, a couple different it, like, ways.
3: You could you could mine them, or you could buy them like outright.
1: Right. Okay. Or. Yeah, or for your podcast, I mean you can accept donations in Bitcoin or right, right. Okay. so on. Uh, yeah. Uh, once you um uh once someone sends you money, um uh the network will pick it up and um it will start to be accepted by everyone who's running a node, which is anyone who's running a full client. Uh, okay. uh that is um Let's see. I'll explain that now. <laughs> uh, uh, a full node is someone who has a full copy of um, the transaction record. Which, okay. uh, every transaction gets stored in a shared uh, a ledger. So, to oh, s- okay, okay. Right. So there's a record of every transaction ever made. If you have a full node, you have a copy of that record. And when oh, a sure. payment is accepted by the network, you know it's it's compared. Uh, to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a quick verification that that money exists. Um, then every, t- uh, what the miners do is they will collect those transactions that have been su- uh, submitted to the network. And about every 10 minutes, they will do the, the real verification to make sure you haven't spent that money before. Okay. Um, and then uh uh, like, you should see the money in your account immediately when someone pays you. But okay. after 10 minutes have elapsed, it will have what, it, what is known as a confirmation. It's been locked into a block. Okay. And every 10 minutes after that is another confirmation, just more and more security that that transaction, you know, that money now does, in fact, belong to you. Okay. All right. Did that make any sense? Yes,
3: now? totally. That, that <laughs> helped me visualize the whole process. So that's good.
7: Yeah. So there is a, a, a whole uh, register of every transaction ever made with Bitcoins, and everybody has a, can get a copy of that. That's right. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have a question. Could you please explain us what happened with this uh, exchange group in Japan, Mount Gox, that seems that last year something happened to them they were hacked and apparently they lost like hundreds of millions of dollars
1: right um i if i don't know the full story i don't know if anyone knows the full story there there's uh, yeah i
7: think so i think mm
1: -hmm, yeah nobody
7: has the whole picture
1: (laughs) yeah they say they were hacked um not everyone believes that some people okay some people think embezzlement whatever happened yes they went out of business a lot of people lost money there because um uh uh, when you had money at that exchange when you had bitcoins at that exchange they weren't um uh how do i put this uh you didn't actually have bitcoins uh what what they essentially gave you as an honor note kind of uh, thing that when mm. you were ready to cash out, they would then, you know, buy those bitcoins for you and, uh, mm. uh, and give them to you, which, you know, it didn't work out for them because they didn't have the money to pay everyone.
7: Hmm. So, 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 yeah, it seems, it seems that it, they got too big too quickly and they got sloppy, you know,
1: that, that is probably what happened. um it, Or at least in part, what happened.
7: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't think anyone saw Bitcoin growing as fast as it did.
5: Mm -hmm.
2: So I I still... I can't understand where... Like, where are the ones... Like, the ones that are being mined, where is that coming from? Like, is that coming out of someone's pocket? Or, like...
1: Uh, They they are generated by the network. They come out of... um, I believe that's called the coinbase, but um, the network just generates um, currently twenty five coins about every ten minutes when a block is solved. So those are new coins. They're not coming from anyone's wallet. Um, the miners do also have, however, get uh, transaction fees. So if you send uh, if you send a transaction, you can uh, tag on a minor fee to get your transaction processed at a higher priority. It's not required for all transactions, but, um, it's pretty standard.
3: Is, is that how the Bitcoin people, if you call them that would make money on the exchanges? Like how did they make, or is there people that would make money on every exchange?
1: Um, well on the, on the exchanges you would make money, I guess, just by trading, uh, Bitcoins for another currency and then back again because it's so volatile in its value.
3: Right. So nobody really makes money on, on the exchange itself, though, right? I like <laughs> <And>
2: not like <laughs> PayPal.
1: Not like PayPal. Well, uh, that would be something different where you'd have a, um, where you could choose to have uh, a, a middleman uh, uh, process the payment for you um like uh i thought paypal was going to accept bitcoin PayPal lets merchants accept bitcoin now don't they
3: oh i don't know darren was mentioning how big ba- uh, they, they take money from every, transaction, every transaction, transaction right so like when somebody donates to our show like a big not a big portion but ace a portion goes to to paypal
7: yeah every transaction they get uh, a small uh, cut yeah.
3: yeah small enough to make a difference in our wall that's for sure
7: yeah because we're talking about hundreds of thousands of transactions every day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Um a standard miner fee is I think yeah, the equivalent of about 4 cents right now for for a transaction.
7: But um it's yeah, very reasonable.
1: It, it's very reasonable. And for for small transactions I don't think that's even required at all. You can send it without mm. any
2: miner fee. So how often do you mine out of bitcoin? Or, do you work with a team like
1: um well, my miners are working twenty four seven um and <laughs> they, uh um yeah,
7: slave driver you you don't have any <laughs> uh, sweatshops in China with people <laughs> who are you know stuck to the monitors, you know all every single day with no bathroom breaks, right
1: yeah no no Whenever, whenever any manual labor needs to be done, that's all me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, for the most part, it is set it set it and forget it, and they just run all the time uh but uh working with the team sort of i am um i do mine through a pool, which means myself as well as a bunch of other miners uh pool our resources together, so together we have more hashing power, and then we each split up the um the payouts um according to how much we've all contributed.
7: It- uh, a question is, uh, so the, the entire system is based on, on the fact that there will only be uh, a limited amount of Bitcoins, right? Right. So uh, I, I don't remember the, the exact day, uh, date, but after I think 100 years or so, there will be like 25,000 I, Bitcoins? I think,
1: I think it's the year 2140, there is going to be 21 million bitcoins um, oh. in existence and that's okay. all that's ever going to be created
7: okay so my question is uh does the system suffer if there is any loss of bitcoins because i've read stories you know i think our friends in the Studios universe i think that they once uh carried a story about a guy who uh, lost his computer. I think he mistakenly dumped it on the on the trash bin. You know, back in the days when he was mining bitcoins and they were really they weren't really worth a lot of money. But then the whole market boomed, and the guy was really trying to see how he would be able to retrieve that hard drive. You know, because by then you know it was worth like tens of millions of dollars. So. Is, it, is Am I right in understanding that the Bitcoins this guy mined uh, were lost forever?
1: Unless someone finds that hard drive and can retrieve the wallet file, yes, they are lost forever.
7: Okay.
2: So, but to, so nowadays you're protected because you've probably got it on multiple platforms. Oh, like, uh, you can have the same wallet on your desktop, your laptop, your phone...
1: I definitely have multiple copies of my wallets. Yes, <laughs> yes, huh. I did. I fortunately, I didn't cost me ten million dollars to learn that lesson. <laughs> but yeah, that unfortunate. But no, there's no way he can retrieve those
2: otherwise. So if the dollar goes to shit, then I suppose like in a hundred years, the people who are mining the bitcoins now, or who are out in front of that, will be like the new Rothschilds. <laughs> what we'll like half the fucking bitcoins in the world
1: <laughs> i don't know i mean it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out definitely
3: have you seen it grow since you've been involved like even though it's been volatile and there's been obviously lots of scandals and lots of uh shit going on since you've got involved have you seen like a growth of interest still like is it steadily
1: gaining some ground um i would think so it looks like um looks like the people who are involved in the community now are uh, there yeah it seems like there is a lot of growth definitely i don't know if there is attrition as well i mean that's harder to to gauge just by interacting with the community but uh it does seem like it's growing
7: but the thing that gets me is that it seems that the bitcoin market is as uh, vulnerable to speculation even and even hearsay as the rest of the stock markets for for, for example uh, i've seen how uh, when china announced that they were not going to allow bitcoin to enter their markets you know that the bitcoin market suffered a huge crash and then they later say well you know on second thoughts." Yeah, I think we're going to, to, to <laughs> let Bitcoins in. So my point is that maybe those kinds of hearsay and say, oh, I I I heard that, I don't know, Mercedes-Benz is going to accept Bitcoin. And then, you know, the Bitcoins, you know, go up. And then someone will say, you know what? I, I heard that Virgin Galactic is not going to accept Bitcoins to uh, for their space uh, travel anymore. And then, boom, it goes down. So... This kind of like is speculation and hearsay and myths and gossips. It seems that Bitcoin is equally vulnerable to that those kinds of uh, those kinds of claims or, or or nonsense as the rest of the quote-unquote normal uh, stock market exchange. Uh sure.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah so how do
7: you prevent form. that how how do you do do you like secure or or, or make a bitcoin like more less stable or? more stable exactly because the the thing that i uh, as uh, for me the thing that kind of still uh, makes me a bit hesitant about Bitcoin. is seeing how uh, like volatile Volatility is exactly, you know, it goes up and down, up and down, up and down so, so rapidly and so, you know, insanely without any kind of like stability. And I think that people, uh, people with a day job, you know, what they want is, you know, the, at least the, the illusion of a stability, the idea that, hey, you go, you put your money in a safe savings account in a bank and it's there, right? It, it's actually not there, you know. We know that yeah, you no know, banks, been loaned. yeah, it's been but, loaned but, out
3: ten times, but anyways. exactly,
7: exactly. If every if every customer in a, in a bank went on that same day and demanded, "Hey, I want my money," bank, <laughs> the bank will collapse. Yeah. But that, in principle, the idea is that your money is fairly secure, uh, you know, uh, on a given day, you know, uh, in. Uh, in uh, Except if maybe if there's some kind of revolution or something some except some kind of really dire catastrophe on on the country or on the economy, you know the, your money is there but it's but for my end, it seems that bitcoin hasn't reached that level of stability, maybe they don't want that level of stability maybe that's that's the appealing part of it
1: um well no no it's definitely it doesn't have a stable value totally agree with that um it took some getting used to it's a roller coaster watching your investment grow and shrink within a day uh uh, you know hundreds of dollars at a time sometimes um so no it's not going to be for everyone now um Mm -hmm. i i do i guess i think of myself as an early adopter because it's Mm -hmm. still it's still very geeky and hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I see potential in it. I see potential in it and I want to watch how it grows and I kind of want to be a part of it. So I don't know if Bitcoin does, if if it does go away and I lose my coins, I guess so be it. I've made peace with that now. But I don't know. It has a lot of potential. So I'm kind of betting um, even if Bitcoin goes away, something like it is going to survive. This technology seems very important.
7: Yeah, like Napster. Sorry, like Napster, that was the first uh, system of, uh, in, which, in which you could download music uh, online illegally. But then, you know, it was eventually replaced by well iTunes, right? And all the other uh, uh, systems of music download.
1: Yeah, well, I guess in some ways, Bitcoin is a lot like BitTorrent, where, mm-hmm. where you have a, you know, basically you have a swarm with uh, nodes all sharing this information. So uh, it's mm-hmm. it's just um, it's just secure enough that uh, you can keep a record of, uh, an absolute record of how much uh, value everyone has at any given time.
2: So, huh. so Dad, how do Dad I, get, so how do I get started? Like, can I just, I've got my MacBook Air, can I just... My, start mining some shit Down, with that. Get a
3: wallet.
1: Get a wallet. Buy a wallet.
2: I wasn't yeah. asking you, Graham.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, you you can you can you can start mining with your MacBook Pro. Uh, you're probably not going to make very much money at all, uh, and you're going to kill your computer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very fun. Can't you hear the fan on his right now? Yeah. <laughs>
1: now
2: we know. <laughs> What about my phone? Uh, no,
1: man. I, again, possible, but you know, not. It probably probably not going to be worth it. So you
2: got to build like a crazy computer. Is yep, that how it, with a bunch of fans or
1: pretty much. Uh, yeah, uh, my miners have um, like five graphics cards in them. So um, yeah, you know, just a big, you know, single purpose beast. <laughs> wow, that's. Good. Uh, so, so, so yeah, you know, I, at this point I wouldn't recommend mining to people just getting started. It's, it's very competitive. It's, yeah. it's an arms race. And if you're not into keeping up, you're going to be, I mean, you're going to, you're going to be out of the game sooner than later. Huh? That's
3: interesting. <laughs> so I, I was a huge fan of the Zeitgeist movies and all that. And, and, uh, this thrive series. So like, and I think the culture's changing. Like, I think that's why this is gonna stay in one form or another, this has gotta stay there for people because people are just getting sick of the whole world being based on debt, right? Somebody's like we're all debt slaves, really, from personal, you know, credit cards to uh you know, countries being indebted, uh, the whole economic hitman thing going on. And I mean, we even heard I even heard on a podcast the other day about this uh, program, this website for kids to go on and like earn money through doing their chores and a way for their parents to keep track of all their activities. And it's like, it's like basically teaching them how to be a freaking debt slave. And it's sponsored by the, the city bank or the bank of America. When you, when you get down to who's actually like running the shit, it's the fucking bank. So they're like needling their way in at a young age. And, and just, it's just disgusting yeah (laughs) so were you did you watch like did you any of that interest you like the zeitgeist things or like this uh resource-based economy or is that some of the is that why you got attracted to bitcoins because you're already thinking that or did bitcoins get you thinking that way
1: um a, a combination of both probably bitcoin got me thinking about it more for sure yeah um Let's see. I don't don't know where I was going with that. Uh, have you watched that guys at all? I've seen the first one. Yes, it's been a, it's been a long time. Yeah, I've seen it.
3: They go over it again in the in the next two too. I mean, and these are old documentaries, but you know, it, it was strong enough documentary to create a movement, and it definitely brought more awareness to to how we're getting fucked over by the banks. I mean, it's you know, people are I think moving towards credit unions more, and now I wonder if. This is kind of one of the solutions is digital, digital currency.
1: um Could be it's
3: a it's a contender. So uh, so guess. what about other ones? Is there other? Yeah, what's well, one I can, can get in cheap
7: that has possible?
3: Like feather coin is that one or what? Doge some...
7: Doge coin, I think there's also you know. This to be Doge, like the the the, the, the dog the meme. No, that like the the dog the meme dog. The... The meme yeah. Dog. Yeah. Do- yeah. I
1: guess it's pronounced "doge." Jim
7: knows what I'm talking Dogecoin. about. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, Dogecoin. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I like Dogecoin. I know a lot of a lot of people will disagree with me on that, but I like it. It's a it is a good entry point for people to get into the the cryptocurrency ecosystem because it's well, it I I guess basically it's fun and they they aren't worth a lot, so you can experiment and if you lose it, I don't know, you lose a few bucks. But, uh, 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 but yeah, there's Dogecoin, uh, Feathercoin you mentioned. I don't even know if that one is still around.
3: What about Litecoin? Is that one too?
1: Litecoin is still around, yes. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, Litecoin strikes me as a bit of a middle child. I don't really know what to make of it. Right, right. So, there are,
3: so there's definitely more out there that, than Bitcoin.
1: There's probably hundreds, <laughs> yeah.
3: But Bitcoin's
2: clearly out in front.
1: Uh Bitcoin is leading leading by far currently anyway. Yes. And next
2: we would say is uh Dogecoin.
1: Doge. Uh, well, do- not in value, but <laughs> No, in in popularity. That's in <laughs> popularity. P- perhaps in popularity. Yes. It's it's the other one that's very popular.
3: So I got a question here from my buddy Mark. He says, as someone who knows nothing about Bitcoin, why should I be interested?
1: Um I don't know potential. The <laughs> potential. The potential is what I find interesting. I mean, the you know the currency part is is kind of like a proof of concept. Where the real the real value I think is in this uh, blockchain invention, where you have a shared ledger, which um, which can be applied to all sorts of things. Like um, you know, one of the one of the other key examples is uh, elections, fraud proof elections, because everyone. Mm. As a copy of, uh, of the
3: record. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that's interesting. Hey, have you been you... vote patent pending, bitches?
7: So <laughs> the technology could be implemented to other things besides currency exchange.
1: Exactly. Yes.
3: Wow. Yeah, because I mean, it's only a matter of time before some progressive nation starts turning democracy into like a real thing, like it should or be, into voting us on into issues, into Every right?
2: transaction you make, they know where you are. And- everybody does and just the, like, you're just part of the collective you know they already know that flying anyways. Around space in a cube
1: <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i don't know i mean this is this is all still pretty pretty young technology there are going to be a lot of um, a lot of problems to to work out
7: uh, has the united states government announced any kind of uh, move to regulate bitcoin
1: um as i understand it new york as some sort of Bitcoin regulation, I'm actually not totally up to speed on what that is. Um, uh, other than that, uh, I don't think so. Not yet. Uh, it's being treated as a, um, for tax purposes, it's a, uh, what's that called now?
7: Sorry. Brain fart. Um, no, I think I know what you're getting at though. Like Yeah. Because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. uh how the government, you know, the federal government sees Bitcoin. Is it, a, is it a currency? Is it a commodity? Is it a stock? You know, is, is it a hobby?
1: <laughs> uh, Can- Canadian government does not see it as a currency, no. According to them, it doesn't meet the the threshold for being accepted as a currency. It's a, yeah.
3: Because uh, yeah, um, it's, it's not based on some phantom... No, because it's not... Fucking guy creating out of nowhere and based on debt? No,
7: because it's not backed by any sovereign nation.
1: Um, Well, as far as as, um, Canada's announcement, it's because of the volatility. Mm. Uh, But uh, I don't know. I don't... I
3: was being sarcastic. (laughs) How
1: hard is it to sell them?
2: Like, could you just go tomorrow? Could you cash out tomorrow at market value? No problem? Or is it a hassle?
1: Um, No, I could cash out. Uh, Um... Uh, how would I? How the easiest way to do that? I guess uh, there are ATMs now. I could just go to one of those machines and cash out there.
3: Like a virtual ATM, you mean?
1: Uh, no, there there are real life ATMs. <laughs> really? <You laughs> there are, Where? Um, <laughs>
5: well,
1: there's uh, several in the Vancouver area, and I believe there's uh-huh. a couple in Victoria as well. Um, Bitcoin d- ATMs. That's right.
2: Yeah. So who pays for that infrastructure? Yeah. Like, who's who installed
7: them? Yeah.
1: Uh, just small startups, I guess. Bought the bought the ATMs, and they mm-hmm. they maintain them. They manage them. They they, they charge a little cut,
3: fee yeah. or whatever out of it, or
1: I'm sure they do. Yes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> obviously. There's your fucking Rothschilds.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so w- would you recommend that we set up our our podcast so that people, because that's part of our. Our model here now is a value for value. Like we have expenses here, we don't do this for money. We don't charge any fees at all. Should we set up? I know some podcasts that do accept bitcoins. Is that something you think we should do in the near future?
1: Uh, sure. I I think it's a good idea, and there are easy ways to um uh to get started. Uh, there are services. Let's like um I think the big ones are Coinbase and BitPay. They will. Uh, they have APIs, you just plug them in and they handle all the, the back end stuff for you.
3: Interesting. Huh. So is there a lot, can you buy a lot of stuff now on Bitcoin? Like, is it getting to the point where you can actually, you have a lot of freedom out there on the market or?
1: Well, it's, uh, that's getting better all the time. It's, yeah. still, it's still lacking. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. although now that, now
3: that Silk Road's down, it's lacking or?
1: Oh, no, nothing to do with Silk Road. It's just, um, I, I don't know. I mean, there are definitely places that do accept it. I just can't, I, I don't think I could live off of Bitcoin alone. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's not at that point yet.
2: Yeah, can't buy a grocery ATM you can, though.
1: That's yeah, true. That's true, but I'm still exchanging it for dollars in, in between. But
7: what about the early adopters of Bitcoin? Did any of those guys uh, become millionaires? after you know it it, 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 it climbed it, up to its peak yeah yep.
1: yeah i'm sure <laughs> uh, i don't know any of them personally but yeah definitely they must have
3: <laughs> So, so, G- so jim you make apps too eh uh, apps for phones and stuff like that
1: yeah that's right
3: yeah how's that going um like everything is so mobile based now right it's crazy <laughs> like You can, you can live in some ways with, with your phone or without your computer for quite a while.
1: Yeah, almost. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's pretty nice. Uh, thing is I moved to Vancouver Island. Um, uh, there was a film studio here, which is why I came, uh, that went out of business, unfortunately. So I had to find something else to do. So, yeah. So that's how I got into that. Oh, okay.
3: And that's working okay for you.
1: Yeah, I'm liking it more than I thought I might, so...
3: <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: <laughs> that's good.
3: So, do you have anything else you want to tell uh, listeners or anything that you think we need to cover talking about the Bitcoin thing? Like, I've learned a lot. I can visualize the whole process now. I've just sort of been avoiding the whole de- the details of Bitcoin, so it's been helpful for me.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see. Anything I... I... I suppose I would caution people from jumping mm. in. Uh, it is, I mean, it's it's still very geeky. And mm-hmm. uh, even, you know, even people who are <laughs> geeks themselves uh, have been losing their money. So if mm. you are going to get started, start with a small amount until you're comfortable with it. You know, just, you know, buy, buy $10 worth, uh, play around with it if you lose it shed a tear and move on but uh <laughs> i mean yeah don't jump in head first it's not really ready for that yet
7: it's uh yeah, yeah that's good advice <laughs> where would you like to see uh, bitcoin moving in the next i don't know 10 years um uh bitcoin the currency i would
1: yeah. like, i would like to see it um i get i guess accepted living living alongside the dollar and, and other national currencies. Um, bit, uh, the, the underlying technology of Bitcoin, I, I don't know where that's going to go. I'm, and the not knowing is pretty exciting. But uh, definitely things are going to change, a lot of things. So, um, so the idea,
7: of the, for example, that uh, every smartphone out there, you know, has uh, embedded some kind of cryptographic technology in order to... to ensure that all our communications and all, uh, and all our uh, even economic exchanges are uh, completely secured outside the, the eyes, not only of hackers, but also uh, uh, government agencies?
1: Well, definitely security has got to be beefed up, uh, as we've seen recently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, well, yeah, that's one thing. Uh, i i don't know I, another i'm hoping we'll see we'll start to see uh mesh networks uh, replacing internet service providers as we are able to incentivize any kind of network in the future mm,
7: what are those uh
1: well uh, rather than uh, i i guess one way you could implement it is uh have a series of interlocking uh wireless routers where you can move seamlessly from one network to the other and um for providing resources to the network you get paid out in i don't know internet coin or whatever
3: oh (laughs) okay kind (laughs) of like what shaw does right now with their go uh their shaw wi-fi thing
1: oh kind kind of yeah kind of where you can you can share your wi-fi connection yeah right uh, safely yeah Hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, we, we now have a way of perhaps uh, sidestepping the ISPs. So. Mm. so I don't know. It's going to be, like I've said a hundred times by now, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens.
3: Red, do you have any other questions for Jim? Um,
7: well, kind of the only last, the uh, question that I have is something of uh, entering into conspiracy mode here. Uh, the idea of what will happen if uh, tomorrow someone invents uh, some kind of quantum computer capable of uh, of you know processing uh, the kind of computer pro- pro- uh, 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 computer algorithms that mine that gets you to mine uh, bitcoins and it takes you x amount of time, what will happen if someone tomorrow invents a quantum computer that can do all those uh, processes, you know, in an instant?
1: Uh, Well, if if someone invents that and is the only person to have that technology, they would, um, they could, I guess, potentially take over the network. And I don't know, either Bitcoin would adapt or it would die and something new and better would take its place. I imagine.
2: See, if someone bought them all, up, had them all, it would probably just become worthless anyway. Mm. Uh,
1: yeah, that is one of the things. If it, if it's insecure, it's not going to have any value. So there isn't a lot of motivation to destroy the network.
3: So, so red, you mean that if somebody brought the quantum computer that was already developed for the black ops world into the commercial white world, you mean? <laughs> yeah. For example,
7: you know, and just, this is. I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, i uh, 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 my my tinfoil hat is firmly placed on my head here right now. But the idea that maybe uh, the NSA of, or, or, or another agency already has those sorts of technologies, you know. And maybe the reason why the, the, the U.S. government isn't really taking a firm stance in the, in the whole Bitcoin thing is because the, it's... It's it benefits them, you know. The idea that it's still something of a wild, wild, of a wild west, and they happen to have, you know, the bigger gun, you know, hidden yeah, yeah. inside their co- trench coats. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I, um, I don't, I don't know if they, if they do. I, I, I don't know if someone, if someone does attack the network, the network. The network has responded in the past. It will respond again. If um, if nobody can do anything significant about the problem and Bitcoin does go under, something new and better that can deal with that problem will take its place.
7: Yeah, that seems to be like the mindset of the people backing up the technology is the idea that even if Bitcoin uh, fails, it will be then the next competitor, competitor will learn from those past mistakes and it will cre- create a, a, a much better product in the end.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for Bitcoin, but if it doesn't succeed, you know, we start again, I
3: guess. Yeah, that's, that's a healthy attitude, though. I mean, in, in general, Definitely. you, you pave the way for, for bigger and better things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, there.
2: Do you have a uh, cell number? You have a magic number where you're dumping them oh, all
3: i thought you meant cell phone number i was like, hey, you should have that. <laughs> um
1: i have i have a lot of wallets where at the end of every month i'll dump my earnings into a new wallet just so i'm not keeping all my eggs in one basket
3: mm. wow that's interesting huh.
2: <laughs> what about like a market value is there like you know if it hits three they they're all gone or anything like that
1: Uh oh, do I cash out at any event? Yeah, yeah. Have
3: you calculated like when it's good to like just retire and move to that
7: tropical island? (laughs) That condo in the Bahamas. (laughs) Yeah,
1: um, I don't think I've attached that to any dollar amount. More like when I feel like, you know, when I'm worn out and it's time to throw in the towel, kind of thing.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Mm. yeah, good good plan. Yeah.
1: So I don't know, we'll see. I'll stay on the roller coaster for now
3: anyway. All right, Jim, well, we, uh, I don't know, it's been a learning experience for me. We really thank you for coming on the Grand America show.
1: Okay, it was fun. I hope I explained things well enough. Oh, yeah, no, it no, good. No, it was. Yeah, yeah, no, it was
2: good. It's yeah. about time we kind of figured out what was going on with Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Very,
7: <laughs> very instructional.
3: Yeah, we'll send you a note when we, uh, when we get set up and you can donate to the show that way. You would be our inaugural uh, donator. <laughs>
7: I will, okay.
1: Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Let okay. me know
7: if you have any more questions in the future. Okay, thanks, okay. Jim. Thanks, Jim. Bye-bye. Bye, Jim. Are we still on? Hello? Yeah, we Wait. are. That was interesting. Very, very interesting.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, I, I still have a hard time wrapping my head around how it. You it it is, mind. yeah.
7: It is a very, very, well, but basically the idea is that your computer... Is going to be playing in all these mathematical games, and after a while, the computer will solve the mathematical problem, and that is what creates a Bitcoin. Also. So basically, yeah, the thing that we don't seem to get is that really, it really is like money out of thin air, you know, literally, you know, at least. But at least the people on Bitcoin are the most honest about it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like money out of thin air from the banks who yeah, charge it, debt. Yeah. Uh, it is imaginary, yeah. It is imaginary mo- money. The people who are into the market know it, and they are cool with it. Yeah. Huh.
2: Seems crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I have trouble following all that.
7: <laughs> yeah, there's a very, you know, there's a very, very good uh, article that was published on Wired magazine. I might, might try to to share it with you. The Fierce Battle for the Soul of Bitcoin. It for the what of
3: Bitcoin? For the
7: soul the of... soul, yeah. Wow, because yeah. there seems to be like two reigning models in order for the people who are backing the technology. So there are two different philosophies about how Bitcoin sh- uh, should grow and proceed. So on the one hand, we we'll, would we'll like to jump, jump on it and it will be, you know, uh, easy to understand and easy to handle. Right. And that would mean uh, that it will be a system that is very, very customized for the client, you know, very easy with a lot of uh, a lot of backing, a lot of, you know, uh, support, but also less uh, security. Right. Yeah. And on the other hand, are the people who maybe are more on the mindset of gym, you know, people who are of a much more geeky mindset, who love the idea of Bitcoin because it it, it gives me gives them such security of their their money, and that they want to to up, uphold the uh, security aspect of the of it above above and uh, trying to make it easy for us noobs you know they don't care if people like you and i don't really understand the technology they prefer it that way and if someone like jim you know uh, loses uh, his wallet well sucks to be him you know that's why jim is he has so many wallets because the idea is that if you have your wallet in your smartphone, and somebody and someone installs your smartphone, or your smartphone, you know, dies on you on a vacation because you went on a uh, to to, get, to you to to dive on a pool and you forgot to, t- to take out your phone from your pocket, and that's where you kept the Bitcoin with all your savings. Well, you know, sucks to be you, but that's the way they liked it. So there's these two philosophies, and right now it seems that the two are trying to compete in order to try to model the rest of the Bitcoin markets.
3: Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's, it sounds to me like somebody's kind of just speculating on the, the future of Bitcoin. I mean, what I thought could be a it seems big It's like risk. a
2: stock to me. It's not a currency. It's
7: a yeah. stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, uh, there is a guy who's been on Joe Rogan several times and he's like seems to be uh one of the major spokespersons for bitcoin he has some kind of greek name or something and he's the one who has explained bitcoin to joe and he tells people you know don't think of bitcoin as a currency you know don't Translate all your savings into Bitcoin because you are going to lose your shirt off. The idea is that you only have on Bitcoin format the kind of cash that you want to to have handy in order to 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 carry out uh, electronic transactions. Right? For example, yeah. Yeah. if I you know in order for pay my for, for giving an example my Netflix account to buy things on Amazon. You know, maybe to to, to, to to donate to Grimerica and all my favorite, you know, uh, podcasts online to maybe to to make donations to, to, to some campaigns. And that's it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, what if there's a big catastrophe, right? What if there's a massive, uh, you know, whether it's a freaking meteor or a big, yes, uh, a you know, solar, some sort of big, yeah, thing that, a solar shuts flare down that electronics, right? Yeah. down right? At least you solar. have, like some dollars under your pillow or in your mattress that you might be able to use later on as, as real currency. But if you just have money in an electronic bank or digital currency, you're kind of fucked.
7: Yeah. Because like I told you, I, at the end of the day, uh, a currency, uh, the way that we understood it in the last, I don't know, three, five centuries or so has to be backed by a sovereign nation, you know? So the, 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 the G- German uh, marks, yeah, yeah, the backed can- by a sovereign,
3: backed by a sovereign nation, but sold to that nation by a bank.
7: Okay, yes, and that's they, what they, fucking gets me about it. You know? that's no, that's no. Don't don't think that's that's universal. You know, that's you are talking you are talking about the American Fed, but that's it, the, I I can I can tell you that that system is not followed by many countries in the world. I mean, in Mexico, we have the National Bank of Mexico. That's the one who has our our gold reserves or whatever, and that's the one that uh, backs up our currency, and that's the one who is in charge of uh, 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 printing the Mexican pesos. So so those pesos are, are, in theory, they are backed they are vouched by our national bank, right? So, yeah, I understand the whole thing about the fiat currency in yeah. the United States. Yeah. So, how, uh, so FDR or whatever took, took them out of the gold standard. So, now those money, that money is is backed by the United States government, you know, like their they're worth, you know, that. They're giving the uh, uh, universal IOU on the rest of the world, you know, say, hey, you know, uh, this money is worth something because we say so, right? Because, hey, I don't know, you know, you know, those guys, but so we are going to pay you eventually. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, the problem is that Bitcoin, if, if it will be cool if maybe some kind of uh, small country will say, fuck it, you know, we're going to <laughs> withdraw our currency and we are going to adopt bitcoin as our national currency that would be interesting and in fact i'm sure that some libertarians will dream of someday trying to accomplish that I'm uh, in that in that article that i'm referring to on wired magazine this is there's this guy who i think is now living here in mexico in acapulco you know and he seems to be trying to convince some of some of his bitcoin pals that they might try to 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 live in some south american nation and trying to convince the people in the, the president of that nation to almost create some kind of little small sovereign state you know
3: huh interesting
7: yeah like yeah, the American nation, and the, you will have the primary coin, <laughs> and the con and
3: the Gramercian Corp. So, so it, it it's interesting to me that this technology really could facilitate uh, democracy in a better way, right? Like the old Greeks used to actually, you know, vote on real issues, right? Like what democracy was supposed to be, instead of having this representative farce of a government you know we could actually have issues and have it visible to everybody i mean that would be interesting to for one of these little nations to try that out
7: well the idea that every single transaction is recorded that is that is very very interesting because that for example i as a mexican private citizen if i want to know you know the assets and the and the uh, of uh, of a given politician, you know, I have to go and 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 ask for it, you know, under certain uh, information, you know, uh, agency, you know, a transparency agency, and the guy might refuse, you know, and say, hey, not of your fucking business. How much money I have, even though that you, the private citizen, has been paying my salary through your, your tax-paying dollars or tax-paying pesos. Mm. But now with Bitcoin, maybe there will be a way in which, you know, you will try to say, hey, every single people in, in government, you know, even though you, we, we might not know their names, but we have to record every single transaction they make, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. I've been wanting to do a show, show on that, too. Uh, I haven't talked to Darren about it yet, about... Um I don't know, kind of these new Earth or these new type of uh, societies that are sort of popping up, or at least concepts of societies that are sort of. Oh,
7: free, that, would, that would be from... cool.
3: Utopias, yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah,
7: yeah. Yeah, well, we need to get a hold on some uh, kind of some radical libertarian. You know, the guys yeah, who exactly. want to, to, the guys who want to buy some oil refinery in the middle of the sea. You know, and yeah. proclaim it that is. This is the nation of Miguelandia. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
3: yeah exactly.
7: It's, and it's kind of uh, it's wacky in a way because, you know, okay, so you guys want to be a sovereign nation. Okay, good luck trying to defend yourselves from the Somali pirates who might come and pillage and rape your ass, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then, then you might go and want to cry and say, oh, yeah, but we are American citizens. Yeah, no, tough luck, bitch. <laughs> You're on your own. You're on your own now.
2: Right on, that was a fun little episode.
7: <laughs> it's interesting. I mean I think the guy was a bit hesitant in, because he didn't really know how to to answer the questions. Maybe he's not really uh used to be interviewed on a podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: that's one of the, the things is I wanted to get somebody on too that's not uh You know, it's different. That's not necessarily in the mainstream sort of media outlet. Yeah, get a different take on it. So
7: yeah, but I I I really liked Jim's uh, honesty. You know about you know this is bad. This I like this. You know maybe it's not for everyone, but I'm into it. You know, and I'm I'm going with the for the I'm I'm all for the right
3: yeah yeah no that was good i'm really glad you came along red because you had a lot of good questions and uh you yeah, know once again very articulate thank you yeah and uh yeah that's uh that's about it for that one you hey, Darren?
2: Uh, yeah I think so. okay
7: okay guys <laughs>
3: Welcome back to the Grand America Show. That was our chat with Jim Van Deventer about the bitcoins. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Jim, for coming on. What do you think, Dan? Um, kind of agar- caught you off guard a little bit.
2: The bitcoins? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, to be honest, like right from the get-go, the bitcoins, I, I don't know if it's that I don't know enough about it or I don't know, if, but I don't trust it or mm. Maybe it's just my history with PC, computer. Seems like anything that's just stored on that one computer seems fucking sketchy. I guess you can make copies. So then, we, I don't know. The uh-huh. whole thing seems weird to me.
3: That's why I wanted to have Jim on to get that. And, and he did. He gave us a good detailed uh, outlook of the process, right? The actual process. Because I couldn't really wrap my head around that either. So, at least we got that. I thought he'd be a bit more into... Uh, global monetary conspiracies and stuff like that, like somebody who uh, would be into mining Bitcoins, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 I know more than I did before. Yeah, that's good. It would have been nice to know more. But I don't know, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe the Bitcoins, like it seems like it's dying off. You know, do you think it'll keep going up?
3: Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, there's a there's a there's a, a need for an alternative currency.
2: Well, I think at the time we did the interview, it was at four seventy five or something like that. So, when are we doing the outro now? A month later? Yeah, a month later.
3: All right. Uh, yep. Yeah, sure. Approximately
2: four twenty seven. It might have been that last time too. It's <laughs> hard to say. But that's way less than a thousand. Do you have any? Do you own any?
3: No, I almost did in two thousand nine when I first came out.
2: How much were they then?
3: Uh, I pff, I have no idea. Cheap,
2: way cheaper than four hundred dollars, probably.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pennies. Yeah. yeah Pennies. Probably. Okay. Yeah, I think that was right after the Zeitgeist movies came out, and I was like, "Oh, this is Bitcoin thing." But anyways, you thought whatever. You were changing the world. Uh, no, I had no idea I'd be changing the world.
2: And you didn't. You passed up on the opportunity. Yeah. If you would have just bought those bitcoins.
3: Yeah. I wouldn't have to podcast.
2: The butterfly effect, buddy.
3: Yeah. Maybe it's not too late. Buy one. Anyways, thanks. Can you Jim print, for print it out? One.
2: Can you print out? Do you think you just print out your bitcoin and frame it?
3: Yeah, probably.
2: It's like some code, some ones yeah. and zeros.
3: The QR code kind.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, big thanks to Jim for coming on. Big thanks to RPJ uh for joining us for that one as well.
3: And um, for uh, also for the intro with uh, Justin and Pat O.
2: Oh yeah, we had a whole parade yeah. of guests this episode.
5: Yeah.
2: Um yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Um uh, t- we talked about the money bomb, grandamerica.ca slash money bomb, support the show, support a value for value model, um, check out the newsletter, grammarica.ca slash news, um, sign yourself up, uh, if you're already signed up, sign up for your friends, uh, review the show where you can, grammarica.ca slash iTunes, I think you can review us on Stitcher, and shit too, wherever you're listening, shoot us a review, leave, a, leave us a voicemail, am I forgetting anything?
3: Spam and gram,
2: Spam and Graham. Graham at Graham America dot
3: com oh,
2: Dot com? Yeah.
3: Uh, G-R-A-H-A-M at Graham America.com. Fuck yeah. Spam them. Thanks, buddy. Spam them.
2: And uh, yeah, as usual, check out the show notes. We'll have notes to everything we talked about. Pato's stuff. Um, the Gra America ripped off Moai. Is there anything to link to from Van Deventer? Anyway, check the show notes. Everything will be there, as well as all the music you heard in this episode. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Who do we have next week? Next release is our Crop Circle artist Faker. Faker.
3: Crop Circle Faker.
2: I would call it. uh, Which is a good episode for me. Changed changed some outlooks. So you'll have to tune in next week to find out whose outlook got changed. Right on.